0: There's one out of here in Ecclesiastes 11, and let's read it together. Cast your bread upon the waters, for you will find it after many days. Say that with me. Cast your bread upon the waters, for you will find it after many days. That means you think you lost it. So if you're finding it, if you're trying to look for it, that means you think you lost it, but he's saying you really didn't lose it, you're just having to find it but it's gonna come back to you in a different form. There's a lot of us this year, or this past year, we're going into the new year, where you have felt like you have cast your bread, especially in finances, or you've invested in things where you feel like you had a dead loss. How many of you guys feel like you invested in things this year and there was a dead loss, there was no return? Raise your hand. Okay, good. How many of you feel like you just lost stuff and you don't think you're ever gonna get it back. Good, good, then you're qualified. <clears throat> There's a lot of folks this year you feel like you've invested in yourself, you've invested in people, you've invested finances, you may have invested in stock, you may have invested in churches, you may have invested in who knows what, trying to start your own business, and it just seemed like it failed, right? It just seemed like it failed. But you got to understand, God was investing through you. So that wasn't you doing it, it's, it was God doing it. And whenever, I don't know, I'm a country boy, so uh, when you throw bread upon the water, bread starts to separate and then sink. And then it disappears. And it's weird, you throw bread out there and it's like, you think you're going to get it back, but it just sinks and disappears. And a lot of us have thrown stuff out and it just sunk to nothing. Well, I'm trying to give you an encouraging word, but I can give you a judgment word here in just a minute. Uh, but you have seen nothing. T- everything has falling apart. Bread falls apart if you'll throw, go out and try to, uh, while we're here this weekend, throw bread on the water. It will totally separate, scatter, and disappear. That's the way things have happened for a lot of you, that things have just separated. There's been a lot of division. There's been a lot of things that have happened in your life to where you just don't think you're going to get it back. With this, year you're, you're going to get it back, and you're going, to, you're going to find it, and the reason you're going to find it is because God sowed it through you. It wasn't you that was sowing. It was God sowing, and that's the way God sows. He sows into invisible things that looks like it's going to fail. God always puts his money on people that are failures. How many of all of your failures in here? Raise your hand. Praise the Lord, then you're qualified. Those that are self-righteous, I mean those that are sitting there, (laughs) pray for us. But it's true. He always invests in failure. And he will wait until you completely fail, and then that's when the stock goes up. That's the crazy thing about the kingdom. When the stock goes down in your life, that's when God's stock goes up. But with us, we're looking for a return right away, but he's looking for rock bottom, and that's his return. You understand? Jesus was the first bread to cast, be cast on the water. He cat, threw that piece of bread on that water, and Mom will tell you what, it separated, didn't it? Separated him out of his joint. Every joint was out, uh, uh, out of order, Every, he had holes in his head. It seemed like that bread had no chance. Then it went down into a a dungeon, and then it rose up greater. And he found his bread after many days. See, here's the thing about it. You're going to find your bread whether you like it or not this year. It's going to raise up, but it's going to come in a total different form than what you thought. I've got a friend of mine that invested in thousands of dollars just about six months ago, thousands. And he lost it. Completely. And he said, well, I heard the Lord tell me to sow this thing and to invest in this certain stock. I said, yeah. Well, why isn't it thriving? It is. No, I lost it, Brad. I know. That's the way God invests.
1: You see, the kingdom's backwards. If you want something in return, you've got to lose it. If you want something in return, you gotta lose it.
0: You look at every general in the Bible. They always went down before they came up. They got to their wits end and they gave completely up. And when they gave up, that was when God raised them up. They didn't do it in such a good form. I mean, look at Moses, I mean, my God, he killed somebody and he runs to the back of the desert trying to hide. And then God still meets him in a burning bush. He'd come to his wit's end. He'd become a shepherd. I mean, think about that. He went from a prince to a shepherd. And then that's when he chose him to be a deliverer. See, when you, if you ever want to be the deliverer, don't go to ministry school. Let God's life that he's put you in totally destroy you so that you can be the deliverer that God's called you to be. I'm telling you it works. God's way is perfect. And if you're at this point to where you feel like you're down at the bottom, this year you're going to be up at the top. Some of us have gone through Joseph's times. Some of us, you feel like you've been in a dungeon. Some of us, you're in such a dungeon, you've tried to network and try to get everybody to get you out of the dungeon, and it seems like God can't get you out. How many of you guys have been in such trouble you've tried to network and try to put your name out there so that maybe something good could happen to you? Got five, six, seven new... Okay. I did it myself this year just so that I could fail because I knew it wouldn't work, so I did it just to sabotage my ministry, but uh, God will not let it fall. I've tried to close more doors this year that God has opened than I ever have because I don't wanna to go to this next place. I'm, I'm, I, I've gotten tired of the thinking, oh my gosh, more responsibility and so what I've, do, what I've done this year is I've found myself trying to sabotage what God is trying to give me. And some of us are raised that way. You get to a point of success or you get to a point where there's hope. And there's this little thing inside of you that says, it's just going to be another time where you're disappointed. And when that happens, you start sabotaging, sabotaging your door silently. And you close it. And then so God will open up another one. scares your pants off. You don't tell anybody, but it scares you really bad, and then you try to sabotage that. Maybe try to do something really bad in your life, try to sin, try to do anything you can to make everybody not like you so the door can close. Yes, this is the night of the Spirit. Uh, I am talking to somebody uh, because uh, I can tell you there are thousands going through some of the stuff that we're talking about tonight. Some of you in this room have been doing nothing but weeping and moaning and crying and probably saying a few other things and upset, and it seems like you can't get out of the wilderness that you feel like you're in. Raise your hand. Well, praise the Lord. You're right on the path of God. Because
1: the wilderness is where we're going, guys. That's where the garden is. Look at your neighbor and say,
0: The wilderness is where the garden's going to be. You might as well enjoy it. The United States is headed that way. We're headed that way, and it's going to be that way for a long time. So we might as well start understanding where God is leading us, not what the government's leading us into or what Satan is leading us into. This is God leading us into for an encounter with the living God again. You understand? So if you're in a wilderness... Just try to grit your teeth and say praise the Lord. Turn over to Isaiah forty. I want to explain it a little bit. Y'all okay? All right. When you get there, tell me. Now I'm not saying it's going. I'm not saying this year is going to be bad. It's going to be wonderful. But you got to get in the spirit. I'm telling you, you got to get in the spirit this year. You got to be led by the Spirit, not yourself. We'll talk about that later, but I'm telling you, this year you've got to get in the spirit. It's time. Time to be led by the God. Guess what? Jesus is coming, and man, he's going to appear to at a lot of places, but it's not going to look like glitter and smoke machines and great worship. It's going to look like God. I mean, when God comes, everybody's going to poop their pants, excuse the pun, but it's going to look very messy. It's not going to look like the Lord. If you're looking at it through the eyes of your flesh, you'll think that that's not God. But if you're in the Spirit, you will be falling down on your face worshiping the Lord. I'm telling you, it's going to happen. It's going to be awesome. Scary, but awesome. Let's read uh, Isaiah 40, verse 3. Starting verse 3. The voice of one crying in the wilderness. Who's been crying and moaning? Do I have any voices in here? So if you're, you've been crying and moaning and bickering, you're one of God's voices. The vo- that doesn't mean uh, just you know, rhetoric-type religious things. You, know, you read that and you go, the voice of one crying, and the widows, and then you start thinking about you know, John the Baptist. You start thinking about all the things Jesus talked about, but you forget the voice of one, what? Crying. In other words, this dude's having a rough time. But this guy that's crying in the wilderness is preparing a way for the Lord. So a lot of your pain that you've been going through is actually making ways for others to come to Christ. I'm telling you, all the plowing that you've been doing, all the just overcoming, trying to make it every day, you don't realize you're actually making a way for the Lord. And now you may not do it with an A plus. You're probably failing, but he's giving you a D minus. I mean, mean, like me, when you made a D, you were happy. Oh, come on, country folk. Yeah. I go, I made me a D. (laughs) The voice of one crying in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord, make straight in the desert a highway for God. So all of this is going to culminate out of overcoming, enduring, and going through all this mourning, all this trouble. All your trouble that you're going through maybe this, this year, past year and maybe some that's going to be going into this, this next year, just know you are making ways for people. And you're making ways for the Lord. Not only to come to you first, but to come to many that are going to come behind you. All the stuff that you're overcoming, you're overcoming it for someone else. Because once you get to your purpose or to your destiny, which will end up being Jesus, by the time you get through all that, it'll all be about Jesus. And then the Lord's going to say, I want you to go back now and bring some more. And I want you to walk back through this wilderness now with about 500. And as they're going through it, I want you to be there to give them understanding as I was with you. Not many want to, will, will want to go back. But some that are really true warriors of Christ, they're going to want to go back and bring everybody in. I mean, how'd you like to be the Lord? Have to humble yourself and come down here on the earth and bring everybody in. And then have to appear to people just because some of them didn't believe. Okay. Every valley shall be exalted. Every mountain and hill brought what? How many of you you had mountains and hills and you know they've been brought low in you? How many of you had them? So major pride, but you had so much failure, it's lowered the mountain. Your failure was your servant to get you out of pride that could trip you up in five years. I'm telling you. It's been God in your face this whole time and you didn't know it. All right, every mountain and hill brought low. The crooked places shall be made what? And the what? Rough places what? Smooth. The glory of the Lord shall be, oh, there he comes. Shall be what? Revealed. There's an awakening coming for you. All of your pain and all the stuff that you've gone through, all these crooked places, they're going to start get, getting straight. There's going to things are going to smooth out. And guess who's going to show up inside of you first? The glory. It's going to be so wonderful, you're going to know literally Jesus is alive inside of you. It will not be a theory this year. You will know that you're breathing the Lord this year. That's where I want. I care less about good meetings. I just want God possessing me. I'm serious. I don't, I, I could care less about anything in my life except God possessing my mind and my whole body to where it's no longer me that live, but it's Christ in me that live. Wouldn't that be awesome to see a people rise up that out of their mind and the only thing they can share are the things of heaven, the things of God? Wouldn't that be awesome? The glory of the Lord shall be revealed and all flesh shall see it together for the mouth of the Lord has spoken. The voice said, cry out. Say that with me. Cry out. out. And he said, what shall I cry? (laughs) Have y'all ever felt that way?
1: Go ahead and cry out, Brad. I've cried enough. Everything's dead. I don't have any more tears.
0: I'm just dead. Well, that's good. Because now I can be revealed. Let's keep, rebe- let's keep watching and reading this. All flesh is grass, and all its loveliness is like the flower of the field. The grass withers, the flower fades, because the, bread of the Lord blow, breath of the Lord blows upon it. Surely the people are grass. Now, wait a minute. Let's go back to that one. All flesh is grass. All its loveliness is like the flower of the field. The grass withers, the flower fades, because. But I thought the Lord was going to bless me. No, He's going to breathe on you, and everything's going to die. That's what happened to the disciples. You know, when He showed up, He breathed on. He said, and He received the Holy Spirit, and so He's fulfilling the Scripture, and He breathes on them, and what happens? They become martyrs.
1: They took their last breath and took on his. Oh,
0: how would you like to do that? Sorry, this is just what I got. This is where we're going. And I, I have to say it. Because if I don't say it, I'm going to be judged by it. I, I just, and then and you'll say, why didn't you tell it? But and I'm going to go ahead and say, I'm going to tell I'm telling you right now. <laughs> because you might want to underline that because the law, lo- The breath of the Lord blows upon it. Surely the people are grass. The grass withers, the flower fades, but the word of our God stands forever. The only thing that's going to be standing is
1: him in you. Oh, I want this
0: so bad. O Zion, you who bring good tidings, get up into the high mountains, O Jerusalem. You who bring good tidings, lift up your voice with strength. Now he's talking about dying, and he, now he's talking about start rejoicing. Get up in the mountains. Why? Because when you die, you ascend. Oh, he's not killing you for no reason. He's killing you so that you can get to the mountains and start rejoicing with him. Mm. God, I could go. He did it to Joseph much less Jesus. And Joseph went down, down, down into the dungeon, and then he brought him where? Up, and he ascended. And there he was on the mountain. In other words, on his place of authority that only God could reign through him, not Joseph. And then he goes back and gets his own family that short-circuited him and saves the whole family that actually, what?
1: Destroyed him. We're going back to the, those that are, have destroyed us this year.
0: Because you're going to see them in a new light. I'm telling you, you're going back, some of you are going back to your family, your church family, some of you are going back to your regular family because you're going to see everything like Joseph did because you're going to set on you're going to be sitting on a high hill, a mountain, and you're going to be able to see things differently because you've come out of the valley. And he's giving you new vision. I've been in I've tried this. I I've, I've walked down into cities that are beneath mountains. You get down in the city, it's just honking horns, people having road rage, you know, you name it. And it's real worldly down in there, but then you go travel up the mountain, you get up there, and you look down, and you go, "Man, this is beautiful." But why can't it look beautiful while you're down there?
1: I'm telling you, our, our our perspective is about to change.
0: We're going to be able to see things through the eyes of the King instead of the, through the eyes of selfish Brad. I just don't like where you got me. Well. One time I asked the Lord, I said, just get me out of there. I, I feel like I'm in darkness. He said, do you really want to see where you are? I said, yes, Lord, please, please show me where I was. And I was literally standing on the edge of Mount Zion. The, the clouds just kind of parted, and I saw the glory of the Lord, and I looked down, and it was as far as you could see. I was standing right on a cliff, and I was almost about to step off and just kill myself. And I said, how long have I been standing here for a year? but I've been trying to make you see with your spirit, not your eyes. If you can see with your spirit, you can see
1: past the cloudiness of your mind. Because you've got to understand, God has set us in a place that's high to rule and reign with
0: him in heavenly places, not earthly places. So if you're in a heavenly place but you're still thinking earthly it's going to be hard for you to rule in that place where he has set you. Are you with me? You're
1: higher than you think. Say I'm higher than I think.
0: Saying O Zion you who bring good tidings get up into the high mountain O Jerusalem you who bring good tidings lift your voice with strength lift it up Be not what? Oh, how many of you guys have been afraid? Oh, man. What's around the corner? What's God got for my life? And he's saying uh, before that, just lift up your voice with strength. How does that look? Any way you want to. Scream, holler, spit, do whatever. There is no correlation of what you should do. He's just saying, hey, get out of yourself and just start singing or worshiping. Because any time you lift up your voice, you come out of your, that selfish mentality and it causes you to start having strength again. That's what worship's for. Worship's really not for the Lord, it's for you. It's to get you out of yourself and into the realm of the Spirit. Does this make sense? Lift it up, do not be afraid. Say to the cities of Judah, Behold your God. Behold, the Lord shall come with a strong hand. There it is. And his arms shall rule for him. Behold, his reward is with him. There's your visitation this year. Not something you've been looking for. A lot of us in this day and age, we're purpose-driven life instead of Jesus-driven life. But, you're, you're, you're coming to the end of your purpose driven life so that you could actually see him. Are you with me? Well,
1: I mean, wouldn't you like to see Jesus? How many of you like to see Jesus, really? Yeah. Okay. Just curious. Y'all, right?
0: He has come with a strong hand, his arm shall rule for him, behold, his reward is with him, and his work before him. He will feed his flock like a shepherd. Now this is all after death. This is all after death, say that with me. This is all after death. So look back up there, the voice crying in the wilderness. Now y'all lifted your voice, y'all going, yeah, I've been one of those just bickering and complaining, crying and all that stuff. so I've died this year. Well, look at what's coming. He's going to feed you this year. That's all that bread you lost, what you thought you lost. That's all that stuff you cast out. Well, I just stepped out in faith and nobody met me. Sometimes you don't, nobody's supposed to meet you. You stepped out in faith so you could die, so that he could live. It took faith for Jesus to go to the cross. He he wasn't like an old robot, like, here I go to the cross. Mm -hmm. You know. Now you can understand why he just yelled out to his father, why have you forsaken me? How many of you guys have said that on your cross? But yet, father looking at you right in the face and just can't wait for what's about to happen to your life stones roll away, glory of God shows up, and then you go show everybody the testimony of Christ because he resurrected you this year.
1: Look what the Lord has done. He will feed his flock. He will what?
0: He will what? He will what? Oh, he's going to gather his lambs in what? Hmm, Who is that? That ain't going to be Jesus just walking around like, I'm Jesus and I'm going to gather my lambs. That's going to be you. It's going to be Christ in you living, and you're going to be gathering his flock into his arms. That's you going back to those old families. That's like Joseph's scene to where you go back and you start gathering the flocks that are out there that may have put you in the pit but now you've got a whole different mentality. You've got it like Jesus. And now you're going to be his strong arm this year. That's what
1: Joseph was. That's what Jesus was. I mean, the fir- I mean, how would you... If I was
0: Jesus, and I died and all my brothers scattered, except a few little folk that's just standing around the cross, and all my people spitting at me, and all my brothers are scattered, and I start to resurrect, I definitely wouldn't have taken time to come and visit them. Because now I'm in a place of authority and I'm on the throne. But Jesus wasn't worried about the throne. He was still concerned about the boys that were still scattered, and he went after them and appeared appeared, appeared to them in resurrection form while they were still in fear, and they were the ones that actually left him. Get ready to go after the ones that left you dry. He was nothing but love when he appeared to them. He takes his time before he even gets on the throne to show himself to people, to connect with them in resurrection form. I would have said, I'm going to the throne, all y'all can go to. (laughs) And I've done that in my life. I have actually done that in my life. I have gotten to places where I am sitting in a, you know, you're in a good spot and then you start, y'all ever had all them folks that, you know, when you're in a good spot and you're making a lot of money, you get all them Joseph friends. And they all call you up, hey, how you doing? And you just go, "Mm, I'm doing good. A, you know, and they're wanting to connect with you because they're, you know, they're, you've kind of made a name now, and they, maybe if they're associated with you, they could get to a high place as well. And, and the first thing that comes to me is I'm going, hey, you ain't getting where I'm at. And the Lord told me, give them your spot. Well, they're, wanting, they're just wanting me because they want to get connected with all these folks. Absolutely. That's why I got you there, to connect them to all the folks, just like I connected to you to all them folks. Did I not humble myself each day to come where you were?
1: Sorry. Happy New Year.
0: <laughs> it's going to be awesome this year. Those that really just lay down them, their self, you wouldn't believe what kind of year you're going to have. The Lord's told me, just get over yourself, Brad. Yourself never works. Just follow me. I'm like, ooh. Because I like, I like some of me. I like to reserve some of my stuff. Right? I like my little quality time with me. And the Lord goes, you ain't having no quality time with you anymore. That's going to be sin from now on because you have chosen to come all the way after me. And I'm like, could we reverse that? I even asked him, could I have 10%? He said, that'd be like taking 100. Might as well just turn around and go back. So there's a place of no return. Remember Lot's wife, once you get out there, if you turn around, it's not
1: fun. Oh, praise the Lord.
0: <laughs> he would gather the lambs. Say, gather the lambs with his arms. Amen. Oh, say that like, like you're his arm. <laughs> now, just think about all them folk. You notice he never gathered the good ones.
1: I mean, look at all of us. <laughs> Isn't that weird? Invest in failures. I remember Bob
0: Jones, my dad and the spiritual dad, I go. Why did God give me this calling? He said, Because you're a failure. <laughs> what do you mean I'm a failure? That's 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 not nice. That's the best thing I can ever say about you. Because all you can do is go up.
1: And I got it. I know where
0: I came from. I know what ditch he drugged me out of. And I couldn't go any lower. Unless I went straight to hell and died and went straight to hell. I couldn't go any lower, I promise you. So my whole life has been nothing but up. Now, have I had trials? Yes. But everything has been going up because I know how low I was. People have even asked me, Brad, I don't understand. How, how, why do you carry this kind of love for Christ? I said, I've been forgiven a whole lot. Has nothing to do with my spirituality. Has nothing to do with my fasting. Has nothing to do with my study. Has everything to do with, I've been forgiven much. And carry them, say that with me. And carry them in his bosom and gently lead those who are with young. Man, that's a lot. I could sit here and talk about those three stages, but I want you to just study it. Uh, it it's amazing. He will feed his flock like a shepherd. He will gather the lambs with his arm and carry them. There's a lot of folks we're going to be need to carry in this year. I'm telling you, financially, emotionally, physically
1: but we're going to need the heart of the Lord.
0: And gently, say gently, gently lead those who are with young. That's those that are actually at the youth stage of following the Lord. They got something in them. And have y'all ever met somebody that's got something in them and they're on fire for Christ and they're going to go out there and just shoot everybody. You know, they, they, they're real young and they're carrying something, but they don't even know what they're carrying and they're running around like a chicken with their head cut off. And, and I know that. I've been there. And I met a man
1: just like this. That's why it says, and gently lead.
0: Because we're going to have a generation that's going to come up. I would say that will hit us in about four years, that, that part will hit us in about four years where you'll start seeing this generation start rising up that are totally on fire for God, but it's going to take us a few years to get to this place to where we're gentle with them. And then we will be like the shepherd. We will gently lead them into those places of their destiny. I mean, God has led me. I've been in this Twenty-five years now, and um, he, I know for a fact God has gently led me to where I am right now. I mean, God is eternal. I don't care how old you are in this room. If you're 70, uh, you're still a little young lad or a little young woman to God. And he cares for every one of us in this room. And you think about how Jesus has been gently leading you this year. It's only because he's trying to wake up the gentleness that's in you. He's trying to reflect to you what you have.
1: Are you with me? Does this make sense?
0: So if you've been crying in the wilderness, this is coming. You've been making paths for a lot of people and you didn't know it. Well, I hadn't been too spiritual. You don't have to be spiritual. It didn't say be spiritual, the voice being spiritual in the wilderness. It said the voice crying in the wilderness. How'd you like to have been John the Baptist living in the wilderness? You think you had a few hard times?
1: Oh, How'd you like just to be a voice? Eating wild locusts and wild honey, and that just be all you eat. I think I get tired of that little uh, Morgas Borg. But he was a voice, and he was so strange that people would listen to him. we got to get strange again, because we're looking too much like the world. We, we're, we're trying to fit in when you don't. You're never going to fit in because you're supposed to be a light. You're supposed to be a city on a hill. You're supposed to be the light of the world.
0: And whoever, whoever's the light of the world is going to throw you in darkness. That means you don't fit in. But if you try to cover your darkness with a basket,
1: that means you're trying to fit in. You don't cover your lamp with a basket. You're doing that. You're trying to fit in with everybody else. You got to be strange, just like Jesus is. All
0: right, let me give you one more. We'll go home. Yeah, we can, we got till, we got several stuff I wanted to share, but um, they took too long in the worship. So blame it on them. <laughs> here's the one that's going to help you with a voice crying in the wilderness as well and i I, I implore you to study this because this can bring you major encouragement all right remember that isaiah 40 and then now turn to matthew 5 and then we're going to go home or i'm not i'm going to whataburger matthew i'm telling you or the or the what is it all the taco truck (laughs) Man, I couldn't sleep that night, but man, it was good. (laughs) Oh, praise the Lord. Man, there are a bunch of angels in there. You would not believe how much they're laughing right now. And they're laughing at me. Matthew, Matthew 5, verse 3. Remember, voice crying in the wilderness, crying, having a tough time, and here we go. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is what? Oh, how many of you have been poor in spirit? I just don't have nothing for Jesus. Well, get ready for the kingdom. Oh, somebody shout. My gosh, I've been poor in spirit all year. And man, when he started showing me this stuff, I thought, man, I thought I was a sorry no good, but I'm actually inheriting the kingdom. Because see, if you're poor in your own spirit, you have his. Selfishness. In other words, if you're no longer selfish, you get the kingdom. Blessed are, the, blessed are those who what? They what? Say it real loud. What, what's going to happen to them? You're going to get a visitor by the comforter. How'd you like to actually meet the Holy Ghost? Now, I'm not talking about just try to believe. Maybe he lives inside of me. I'm telling you what. <laughs> now, how would you actually like to encounter literally the Holy Ghost? The Spirit of truth. This stuff's real. This is not theory.
1: Jesus did this trail first. Then his disciples, now us. You with me? For they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek. What? How many of you felt meek? Like you this low.
0: Say it again. Raise your hand. They shall inherit the what? How many of you, those that feel meek, how many of you guys actually have a real vision for a big cause? where you actually need land or you actually need a place where you have real vision for a place for other people. Come on, those that feel, that feel meek, you have this huge vision, okay? Raise, come on, raise them up real high. Okay, he's saying that anybody that feels that way, you're gonna get an earthly inheritance. Y'all gonna rejoice after I'm gone. When all this stuff starts happening, you're gonna go, man, my God, he was right. Well, I didn't like him, but it, I, he was right. <laughs> Anytime there's meekness, that means you're trying to sabotage. You're, you're, you, don't feel too, you don't feel too good about yourself. You're, you're meek. You're kind of withdrawn. And those that are like flower children, you know, they just kind of, well, you just go ahead. Well, those are the very ones he puts up in front. You look at Moses, most humble man on the face of the earth, and he, he ends up being the leader, bringing people out of. Egypt, and the only thing, only gospel he spoke was, let my
1: people go. Then he raised his staff, put it in the water, and he took over. He took over land. Wherever Moses would go, he would inherit that sucker. He would inherit the earth because God was trodden along with him. Man, can y'all feel the anointing in here?
0: I'm telling you, it's amazing. There's wind all around in my arms. Y'all to see, if I had hair, it'd be standing straight up. (laughs) Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be what? All right, I'm going to hit this one real quick. How many of those, how many of you in here, now let's get real, please. How many of you in here have been tempted to no end? This year. I'm talking tempted in every evil thing. To where you actually even thought about it. You might have even dipped into it. Okay, two people. Well, all right, I'm going with you. All right. The, Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. Why have you been tempted? Because you've got these two essences in you. You've got. Righteousness. What's caused you to hang on is that you know you had to stay righteous. Well, Brad, I didn't do too well. You still hung on. You didn't quit.
1: You fell. Well, you got back up.
0: A righteous man will what? Fall how many times? He's going to fall seven times, but he what? Get ready, you guys you're going to be filled this year. I don't know how that's going to happen. It may happen financially. It might happen you know, emotionally. It may happen spiritually. I don't know how that's going to happen, but I know it's going to happen individually for us. And when you start getting filled up, whatever it may be, you're going to remember this verse. Blessed are the merciful, for <laughs> well, they have shamed mercy. How many of you feel like you've had to be merciful, but you really didn't want to do it? Lord, have mercy on them, but kill them. (laughs) What God put here for me. (laughs) Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. You don't, when you're merciful, you don't pass good. It's not like I have mercy on them, praise the Lord. No, you're just trying to endure from killing them, all right? But what the Lord put here for me, for you guys, for this year, blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain favor this year. Where you are supposed to have judgment this year, you're going to get favor. Where even your mind said you're not going to have favor, you're going to get it. Some of you in this room have even accused yourself as failures. Raise your hand. (laughs) And if it weren't for God's mercy,
1: you wouldn't even be here. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see what? Ooh. How many of you have been tempted in the opposite of that one?
0: Thank you very much. See that hand going once, twice? You got tempted in the complete opposite, and you don't feel like your heart's been pure. You're going to see God this year. The enemy's only been clouding your mind the way that you've been thinking about yourself. And he's been throwing a lot of stuff in your face to make you think that you don't have a pure heart. But let me tell you something. It's what God says about you, goes, not what you say. And it's not what people say about you. And it's not about what the crowd says about you. It's what God says about you is what goes. If God says you don't have a spot or blemish, you don't have a spot or blemish.
1: I mean, if you look at David's life, he was a man after, I would have said that is a lie. He had more spot and blemishes than, I ain't even gonna go there is the way God thought about him. And he agreed with God. So agree with God this year. Put your heart, put your hand right here on your heart, those that had that attack. Lord, I've asked
0: that you put your hand right there on their heart. Shock them with your power. Show them what you think about them. What their head says doesn't matter, Lord. It's what your heart says to their heart. And Lord, I ask that you'd give them vision.
1: I ask that you'd give them favor. Rejoice over them this year. And let them see the way you see them. A pure heart. And let
0: them see you, Lord. And Lord, anybody that's even been dealing with these, like, panic attacks and heartaches and anxieties that's made them run and hide in the closet. Lord, i just cancel that tonight. We cancel that. Where the enemy said that you have a flaw, you've got a problem, you need to take this medicine, you need to take that medicine, because there's a blemish about you that needs to be fixed. I cancel it tonight. In the name of Jesus.